The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday with me, Chuck, and him, Noel. How's everyone doing? Good, Chuck. Great. Not so, so great. So tired. Okay. I'm good. My voice sounds funny this morning. I have like a sleepy voice, but I've been up for hours. I don't know what's going on with me. What time did you get up, Noel? Uh, eight. I guess that's two hours. Hours. Two hours. That's plural. Yeah. Why do you sound sleepy? I don't know, dude. It just, I've never, my voice hasn't, uh, Hasn't fully woken up, even though my brain has. Have you spoken to anyone else today? I have. I had a call at 9 a.m. I spoke a plenty, but I noticed I sounded extra sleepy on that call. Um, I don't know. Let's see. It wasn't like a constant talking thing, so maybe I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll exercise my old vocal cords on this one, and I'll start to sound a little more human. How are uh, you? I'm great, Noel. I'm, I have a catch-up on our list here, since this is episode one of two that we're recording. Yes. We just had our Father's Days. Uh, how was yours? It was good. Mine took place uh, in Los Angeles. I yeah, went, let's hear about the trip. Yeah, I went for a work trip, and I took my kid with me and uh, had a little bit of downtime. And she's, you know, into vinyl all of a sudden. Not all of a sudden. She just, you know, uh, as, uh, compared to last year when we went, she's her tastes and, uh, you know, interests have changed, as it turns out. And right. so we went to Amoeba, and she got some cool records, and uh, took her to little Tokyo and went to a bunch of like cool anime stores and all that stuff and went for a drive up Mulholland and had a little picnic overlooking the city and it was really nice. nice. Mm-hmm. It was great. Well, that's lovely. Noel, did you get some business done? Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, I had like a whole, you know, day and a half working in the studio. In the, in our Hollywood studio. In our Hollywood studio on Cosmo Street. That's right. How's everyone doing? 
Every, oh, well, it was it was one of the first sessions that has happened there since the pandemic. Uh, most of the shows out there are still recording from home, but um, they made some time uh, for me in a show that I'm working on, and I had the run of the place for a day and a half, and yeah. it was great. I'm surprised. Uh, I would think they would get back into it soon in person. I would too, and I think they are, but um, my yeah. session was one of the first that had been done there. In fact, there was some a few pieces of equipment that like had uh, been taken home um, for some remote setups, and they were kind of like, wait a minute, we don't have enough mics, so we had to kind of run around and scramble and get some extra mics, but it all worked out oh, beautifully. Uh, so, Noel, I'm glad you had a good Father's Day. Mine was very low-key. Uh, we Love had a lot it. going on in our personal family situation, so it wasn't like a big celebratory day, but those happen, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, I am actually having a bit of a belated Father's Day cookout thing this weekend because we were traveling. So me and the kid and her mom and her sister are going to do a little pool cookout thing for like a belated Father's Day. So I'm looking forward nice. to that. Well, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't make a big deal out of Father's Day. I try to just maybe uh, spend it with my family. That's what you want to do, right? For sure. Exactly. Like I, I don't get the Father's Day who you want to like, I want to go play golf all day and be away from my family. No, no. Why? That's what it's for. It's for spending time with the family and the kids. Exactly. Agreed. All right, Noel, we're going to get going here with uh, a post I put up, which is you are a film director. Uh, This is the game. Everyone's a film director in this Mm -hmm. game, Noel. I love it. Uh, And you can only cast one one of the actors in your whole movie. And the studio takes care of all the the rest of the casting. So this is sort of like... um, it could run the gamut from who who would you just most want to work with to if you only had one person to cast, who would be your your ringer to come in and potentially, you know, save a movie from potentially poor casting. Uh, and so, you know, it kind of depends on how you take this question. I love it a little, left it a little more open-ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, it could be someone you have a big fat crush on. Maybe you're a, a, a star and you want to, well, you wouldn't be able to cast yourself, I guess. Why not? Well, because you can only cast one. But it could be yourself. Uh, okay, sure. You could cast <laughs> yourself. <laughs> but my whole point was you cast yourself to like have a kissy-kissy scene with someone that you got like the hottie, hottie-totties for. I see, I But see. you can't do that because you nope, can't cast two. You can't. That's right. That, that That is the limitation of this game. There's some good ones in here. I mean, I guess this ultimately is like who is to you the most versatile kind of ringer, you know, actor that you could bring in that would like elevate the production, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one take on it. So we'll start here with old friend Don Morris says, uh, Emma Thompson, she could punch up my script. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Get someone who can also do some writing. Is that a thing she does? I didn't know that. I think Emma Thompson writes some. Oh, I was right? thinking, sorry, I was thinking of Emma Stone. Emma Thompson is like, was married to Kenneth Branagh for many years, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I right? believe she's done some screenwriting. Emma Stone, mm-hmm. she can't write her name, Noel, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet she's a writer. I'm sure all, Everyone's is. a writer. It's That's true. actually it not is. true at all. No, but it is like, you do tend to run into folks that, you know, have their pet screenplay they've been working on, even if they're mainly known for being an actor. That's right. Uh, Annie Rawl says... Uh, I'm going to go with Carol Lombard. Yeah, we can go with Living or Dead, I think. Uh, she was Clark Gable's wife and a wonderful actress in the old screwball comedies until her premature death in a crash. She'd have been fun to work with. Okay, so there's fun to work with. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, do you have one? I really like that dude Caleb Landry Jones a lot. Um, I'm looking this person up. 
he played the psychopath with the lacrosse stick in Get Out. Um, he's oh, kind of wow. been, yeah, he's he's been. That's in a who lot. you're casting. I just like him. Uh, he's a good. He's he's a. I really dig him a lot. I think he's, he's got a really excellent. interesting face. He has a very interesting face. He tends to play offbeat kind of psycho type characters, or at the yeah. very least, kind of weirdos. But yeah. I'll tell you, man, he made this record. Um, that's called. Oh gosh, it's called like white flag or something like that um it is incredible it sounds like uh tom waits meets sergeant pepper or something the dude is like an absolute mavericky kind of weirdo and i love him very much so that's why you're casting him because you can hang out with this guy i want to hang out with him and you can maybe make some music maybe make some music maybe you know smoke some weed or something some some jazz be, cigarettes maybe jazz might be involved six. yep i think it's possible <laughs> okay i get it what if he was like a straight edge and he was like, I don't, I don't party, man. What are you talking about? Oh, dude, watch interviews with him. There's no, there's, there's, there's no mistaking where he's coming from. Which, which, uh, what is it? Which uh, garage he parks his car in? Right? Yes, exactly. Uh, Rachel Forlinger says Gary Oldman. Sure, wow. talk sure. about versatile. Yep. Uh, Steve Scott says Val Kilmer pre Batman. He was so brilliant and so fun in so many roles. Uh, and I'm sure he'll get along fine with whomever the studio chooses, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Eric Z says Kate Winslet. Yeah, that's really not a bad choice. No, uh, she's amazing. Just watched behind the scenes of Mayor of East Town. Did you finish the show? No, I haven't watched any of it. Oh, you just watched the behind the scenes? No, that's the the comment from the listener. Oh, I thought you were saying that. No. <laughs> I remember you said that you'd watched one episode of it and that no, it was no. too depressing. And then I hear yes, you say that is okay. correct. I, I didn't even make it through 15 minutes of an episode. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, but I did watch one of your recs, and that's coming up and stream this. Fabulous. Uh, and I think it's the first time either one of us has watched any of each other's recommendations. Okay. I mean, I can't wait. Actually, that's not true. I've watched a couple of more of yours, but you've never watched one of mine. That's not true, Chuck. Name one. Jaws. You had never seen Jaws until I recommended it to I'm you. I'm just joking. <laughs> I've I've rewatched it. Let's put it that way. Oh, liar! No, uh, I've Rachel seen, Stone. I've watched, watched. I surely have watched some of your recommendations, Chuck. Because they're always All good. Right. Find one. Rachel Stone says Sam Rockwell, versatile and adds so much to every role. Sure, he'd be great. Uh, Chris Knapp says Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, since this is hypothetical, I'm picking someone no longer with us. Such versatility brought so much to each role. Heck yeah. Uh, Nicole Sergumstrom, Segerstrom says, uh, Kristen Bell, such a nice person, would make any work experience wonderful, plus crazy talented. I think that's what I would do, Noel. I haven't named one, but I think I would go with someone really talented, but also mm -hmm. with a re reputation of being like a good person, like good to work with. Yep. Seems smart. You, you don't want, uh, like who's a big pain in the ass, but really good. Christina Aguilera. <laughs> She's known for being a very bad actor. <laughs> well, also in a big pain in the ass. Yeah. I think I was thinking more uh, actors, but that's fine. You could throw a pop star in there. Some of them uh, are good. Dave Linquist says The Rock. <laughs> I want this movie to make uh, so much money. Okay. I guess there's something to be said for that, but I mm -hmm. got to tell you, Dave, you're not going to have a lot of fun working with The Rock. He's, it's, it's, he's notoriously difficult on a film shoot and not... Like he's a big jerk. I just think it's when you're working with someone of that stature, hard to make a movie. You mean like really tall? Yeah, you know, he's just. I've had friends that worked with him. We've talked about this we before. Have, we he's have. Just, it's it's all about the rock. So it's tough to 
it's tough on everyone else. I mean, you don't name yourself The Rock unless you've got a bit of an outsized (laughs) ego, I don't think, right? I think you're probably right. But no, he's Dwayne Johnson in the movies, right? I think he goes. No, I think he still has The Rock in there. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I swear to God. Okay. Maybe not. Johnston? Is it Johnson? Johnston, yes. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Lowe McRae says Stanley Tucci for any role, any movie, any time. Yeah, I love the Tucci. He's awesome. A lot of people are picking The Rock. All right. They're just Fair trying enough. to make that make those grosses, you know? Yeah. He's he's probably the bank, biggest bankable star right now, right? Uh, he's the definitely best. a large man. It's true. That's kind of the deal, I think. Uh, Charles Ogan says a young Russell Crowe to make a sequel to Master and Commander. Did you ever see that one? I've heard it's excellent. Um, I have not seen it. That was a Chuck wreck. Damn it, Chuck. (laughs) It's awesome. Isn't he also notorious for like being a little bit of a... I think Russell Crowe can be hard to work with too. Yeah. Or or maybe he's just hard in his personal life because I think most of the stories I've heard have been throwing hotel phones and stuff like that. Right. Well, there was that South Park episode where it's just him like punching people around the world. Um, uh, Have you seen the movie Virtuosity, Chuck? You know, dude, I never saw that. It's not good, but it's like one of Russell Crowe's earliest roles, I think. He plays like a virtual... You know how awesome it is when movies in the early 90s try to depict like computer stuff? (laughs) This one is no... Uh, no exception. It's just yeah. like it looks like The Sims, kind of, you know, like the uh-huh. technology. But Russell Crowe plays like the perfect uh, integration of every serial killer and bad human being that ever existed into one, you know, uh, crafted killing machine that uh, oh. Denzel Washington has to fight. Because then he gets out into the real world, right? Even though course. he's a computer uh, program. Yeah, those those movies never age well. If you want to, no. Make a movie that doesn't age well. Just make it about any any technology. Yeah, like the Lawnmower Man. Whoo! Well, that wouldn't that didn't age well three weeks after it was released. Agreed. <laughs> I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, 
and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Boy, a lot of people are saying The Rock. I didn't know The Rock was that beloved. He must be if he's the biggest box office star. He, I mean, I sure liked him in Moana. I'll tell that. I'll tell you that. Sure. Mm-hmm. He does that little rap breakdown in that song. Yep. Did your kid like Moana? What do you think? It's pretty great. <laughs> what can I say besides you're welcome? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Over and over and over. Yep. I haven't seen the new Pixar. Have you seen that yet? No. Um, what's it called? Luca? I think Some so. sort of sea creature? I really don't know anything about it, except there's some Italian cooking going on. Ooh, I just know in the poster that's like a kid with like gills. Okay. Uh, Brittany Jeldon is how I'm going to pronounce it. Says, uh, Saoirse Ronan. Love historical movies, and I think she's played those roles very well. That's a great pick. She's wonderful. Big fan of Saoirse Ronan. Uh, Tara Lee Cha, one of our old pals, says James McAvoy. He cycled through, what, 10 different uh, distinct characters within a 20-second time frame in Glass. I'd have total faith in him. I think we were divided on class, weren't we? Oh, well, I mean, he did that in Split. Oh, Split, right. Which I thought was good, and then Glass was like, he was in that again, but it was just clearly a less uh, quality movie. Yeah, I didn't love either one of them. I did see the new trailer, though, for the new M. Night Shyamalan. I for think you old? told me about it. Yeah, old. <laughs> old, the movie? You go to a beach and you get old. Oh, terrifying. I, I thought it was a pretty cool trailer, but the name is just kind of silly. But Yeah, know. I mean, I'll see it. Yeah, for sure. I saw, I think I've seen everything he's done except for that, uh, the really low budget thing about the grandparents, which I actually heard was pretty good. I heard that was good. It was like The Visitors or something like that. Yeah, it was called Old, <laughs> the prequel. Yeah, it, was just, it should have just been called The Olds. <laughs> Uh, our oldest of pals, Kristen Bitsa guy says, uh, just cause I want to meet him. Cause I think he's charming and talented. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh yeah. And ageless total vampire. I know. I wonder, I think, is he dying the hair a little bit? He has to be. I mean, I know he looks great with the face lines, but you know, everyone gets a little gray. Noel. I don't think you can stop that train. Agreed. I'm looking at gray in your hair and face right now. Are you kidding? It's like the, all the parts of my beard that used to be red are now stark white. Yeah. Uh, our old pal Stellan Carlson says, 80 Bryant. Oh, of course. Uh, she's already shown she's got dramatic chops, uh, chops and shrill mm-hmm. and range, plus comedic skills. And seems like a very decent person. She does seem that way. She was one of the ones that had an issue with uh, 
Elon Musk being on SNL and kind of like, oh, uh, I believe, sat out some of those sketches and solidarity. I think we talked about this. It looks like maybe she, Kate McKinnon, and Keenan Thompson are going to leave SNL after this season. Yeah. Well, that oh, Those geez. are kind of the power players, man. Yeah, I mean, McKinnon, that's a big loss. They're all big losses. Mm-hmm. Keenan, I mean, he's been... He's the longest-running cast member. That's a I huge know. Loss. I'm sure he's ready to do something else. That seems like a really stressful yeah. gig. It'll get a little bit old, I would imagine, after like 18 years or whatever. Yep. Dude, did you hear about or see this Daryl Hammond documentary? No. What's up with him? Is he? Is he? Uh, yeah. Daryl Hammond of SNL, who yeah. did all. He was the previous longest-running cast member before Keenan broke his record. He was the president, right? Didn't he play like Bush or something? He played he, a. He, he played yeah. all the presidents. Yeah. He did most of the big uh, impressions. That was sort of his bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he had a very, very, and continues to have a very tough life. He was severely abused as a kid. Um, some of the most awful things you could imagine his mother did to him when he was a child. And he, I think, repressed a lot of those memories and uh, had addiction problems through his life. And then they were uncovered in, with deep therapy. Uh, all these repressed abusive memories and Jesus. he has been on the road to recovery for a while now, but like they had to take him out of a SNL rehearsal in a straight jacket. He was self cutting like, and you could see scars on TV, like on SNL really, really rough life and tough stuff. Uh, crack, crack diagnosis, up, huh? everything from manic depressive to schizophrenia to bipolar, like all over the map. My goodness. I had not really, really this. sad. Yeah. It does sound like, it sounds like a heavy watch, but probably a very important window into, you know, some of these yeah. mental health things that kind of go unseen a lot of the times, right? For sure, man. And he wrote a book and then I think was doing a, the documentary takes place when he is getting together a, a one-man show version of the book. Uh, and I didn't know any of this stuff about the guy. It's just horrific what he went through. Awful, awful, awful. It's hard to hear the stories, Noel. It is. Um let me see here. Jeremy Dale says, if I pick Tom Cruise, will he do most of the rest of my job for me? Yes, he will, Jeremy. You will not have much control after that. <laughs> Tom Cruise runs that show. Our old friend Megan Carroll and her cute little cat says, Fran McDormand, she would knock it out of the park and lift everyone else up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's super versatile too, I think. She doesn't really just like do the one thing. Like she, she's, she can do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah, Yeah, totally agree. Uh, oh, the movie crush debut of Tanya W. Katz. And no, that is not K-A-T-Z. You know how she spells her name? Uh, C-A-T-Z? Nope. Close. C-A-T-S? Yes. Oh, cool, cool. Her last name is Multiple Cats. I love that. I love it. Do you, uh, do you, think, do you think she's a cat lady? Do you think it's like nominative determinism? Oh, I can't believe I said that. Uh, I bet you she's tired of hearing that question. Probably, but I had to ask. I had to ask, Chuck. <laughs> Do you like cats? Do you like cats? Uh, Tanya, there was a thread going on the Movie Crushers page about um, one of our listeners had their name read for the first time, and it was a big thrill. Then other people started chiming in about either being read when they were read the first time or uh, not being read yet, and Tanya Katz had not been read, and I was like, I, I must not have seen you before because I would surely jump at that. So Tanya says, right now I'm obsessed with Patty Harrison. Hmm. And I think she's on the up and up. So her. Patty Harrison. Who is that? She Oh, okay. She's in Trill. Oh yeah. She plays the uh, I guess executive assistant office manager who's not a very nice person. She's very funny on that show. That's right. And That's annoying. Right. Yeah. So 
Uh, Doing a good job. I'll tell you who else is funny on that show is friend of the show, John Cameron Mitchell, who plays the uh, really um, uh, egotistical and uh, obnoxious boss. But he's delightful. Yeah, you know, we started the last season of Shrill, and I think watched two episodes and then went on to other things, but we're going to come back. It didn't hit the right note for me for some reason, uh, even though I love it. John Whitefield says, Taika Waititi. Yeah, put him in it. He'd be good to have on set, too, because he knows what he's doing, you know? Agreed. Uh, Paul Cook says, Bradley Cooper, huge respect for his acting chops. Same goes for Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Patrick Abbott says, Audrey Hepburn. Tina Hansen-Taylor says, Audrey Hepburn. Wow. Uh, Alexandria Runyon says, Florence Pugh. Is that how you pronounce her name? That is. She's She's, great. She's the one who was in Midsommar, right? Yeah, and sort of everything else coming up. She's she's really exploding right now. She's hot. I'll tell you who I also think is an excellent, very versatile actor is Olivia Coleman, uh, oh, who is sure. in one of my stream this picks uh, for today. But I loved her from way back when she was in the show Peep Show, which is a really great kind of dark British comedy. Um, and then she's been in all those amazing uh, yeah. movies from the guy that did the the lobster and yeah, the favorite. Yeah. L- Lanthimos is that the guy? Yorgos Lanthimos is the name that I couldn't think of, and that's the one. Yep. And she's great in the Crown. She's great in everything. That's right. She's in the Crown too. God, she's everywhere. Uh, Carlito Danger Way, what a name! Says Selma Hayek. Sure, she's great. Our old friend Jonathan P. Sispansky. Says uh, Clooney, he can do anything. I'd like to have Clooney around. He might be my pick, actually. Have you seen the the, the bit that he does with uh, uh, John Oliver, where like John Oliver can like summon him, and all of a sudden he'll just like no. show up in a Zoom window, like on the <laughs> massage table, and then he's like, "John, That's I gave you this funny. power for good, <laughs> not, and you're using it very frivolously." I love it. He I snaps it. his fingers and he's gone. It's pretty funny. He seems like a good dude. Uh, our old friend Robes Rebecca says uh, Alan Arkin. Great choice. Uh, Rick Cole says Denzel. Denzel's solid. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. He seems like a good guy. Have you ever heard any stories? I've heard no guy. stories. I've heard All no right. stories, but I choose to believe goodness. that he is good. <laughs> uh, let me see. Brandon uh, Matich says Catherine Hahn. Love her and everything. Yeah, she's great. Boy, it seems like she. It seems like she came out of nowhere. Like. 10 years ago and has been everywhere since, but I'm sure that is not the case. I bet she had a long road to hoe, just like every actor who works hard. Absolutely. Although that's not true. Some people are plucked off the goddamn street. And all. Also true. <laughs> but then you've got like your Olivia Coleman's who again, you know, you just got her starting just like a sure. pretty meager British comedy that happened yeah. to have a second life kind of on streaming in the States. And has got oh, a pretty the popular. Deal? Yeah. I mean, I found out about it like, from like bootleg, you know, uh, uh-huh. rips and you know whatever, like rip burned DVDs that my friend would give me back in the day. But um, that show has gotten pretty popular in the states, and they actually did a remake of it that did not get picked up. But then I love seeing her dramatic work just absolutely balloon. But she's been yeah. at it for decades. Uh, Todd Bonnie, after my own heart here, saying Kate Blanchett. Sure, I could satisfy my lifelong crush on Kate Blanchett in. And uh, director as well. Although I would just stand back and say, "Do your thing." How do you direct Kate Blanchett? You know, uh, I don't think you can. You can't. Marty Willis is Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Dinklage has got the goods. Uh, Did you see that friend... movie that he's in? that's on Netflix. It's called uh, I, "I Care a Lot." No, 
it's 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 um oh gosh what's her name she she was the the gone girl who's the gone girl chuck oh uh man why can't i remember her Ro- name? rosamund pike yes she's she's she good. is she's in really it good. playing a uh, a professional guardian for the elderly and she's basically running this elaborate scam of and course. ends up crossing paths with peter dinklage's character who is a very scary person um oh. and it's just a wonderful movie i really like it. it's very dark uh, and sardonic and like not for everybody but i thought it was great i think i saw the preview for that actually it looks good uh mean all data one of our oldest pals says regina king heck yeah put regina king in everything that's what i say um nancy weiner says sc davis miss fisher's murder mysteries and the babadook delightful captivating and talented was sc davis the mom and babadook I think so. Is that the, or is that the kid, or was it the Babadook? Um, oh, okay, she's the mom. Yeah, yeah. I don't she's know. If, I don't know. Do they credit an actor? One actor is playing the Babadook. <laughs> or like all actors. Like, yeah, exactly. The Babadook, played by everyone. Mm-hmm. All right, and let's finish up here. Oh, you got an Olivia Coleman support there with uh, our old friend Canem Truax. How do you pronounce that? That's not right. T R U A X. Is that like Traw? Trey trial to I'm not sure yeah it has to be that's, that's gotta be the soft AUX I'm right? sure it's wrong I'm sure it's wrong who knows uh and you know what I'm gonna go I'm gonna finish up here with uh a couple of our I think they're both Aussies I know Dan Maynard he says Ashton Kutcher no mm-hmm. he says might be a hot take but I love his comedy and I think he's fant- a fantastic dramatic actor when given the chance, I'll fight on this one. Dan Maynard going to the mat for the cooch. What a guy. What a guy indeed. Peach Panker says Deborah Mailman or Mailman. Do you know who that is? No, but I love I love, I love the, the 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 question as to whether it's mailman or mailman. Okay, so I know yeah, Peach is an Aussie and so is uh Deborah Mailman and well it looks like a bunch of Aussie things, offspring. Uh, Redfern now, Total Control, The Sapphires. And Peach says this, honestly, I wish she was my auntie. She's indigenous Australian. She's been a wonderful part of Australian cinema for a long time. I love that. Going with the homegrown special. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you for that, Peach. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't 
feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Uh, all right, oh, we're going to finish up with streaming this. What have you been watching? Well, I took a flight, so I watched a couple things on the flight. Um, oh, let's hear it. On the- one of which is something that I've been meaning to and sort of avoiding because it seemed really depressing, and it was, but it was also wonderful. Uh, the Father, starring mm. uh, Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman and Mark Gaddis. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. Of course it is. Um, you know, I have a, a parent who is aging. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I worry about these types of things. <laughs> and it is essentially just the perfect kind of personification of what it's like to lose your memory and to have things that were once familiar be terrifying and alien. Um, because the way, what it does, it's so brilliant. This isn't a spoiler. It's just sort of like the device that they use is they put, you in the perspective of Anthony Hopkins character. So you're meeting characters, not knowing who they are. They don't give you exposition to let you know, this is this character. This is this character. And then they start flipping things around and you literally are experiencing it with the same confusion and dismay that, uh, that Anthony Hopkins character is. And it just kind of escalates and becomes this like waking nightmare. And it makes you realize how terrifying it would be and, and is to, to get old. Did you cry on the plane? Noel? I did a little bit. I, I I, I did the single tear rolling down situation that I quickly wiped away. Um, You can control that. You can just send out one tear to do the work. Yep. (laughs) Squeeze one out. Uh, it's oh, a very, man. it's a concentrated tear, Chuck. It contains uh-huh. all of my emotions in one. Tear. Yes, so salty. Mm-hmm. How about and you? Then it eventually tumbles like yeah. A, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some finishing salt off your. It's cheek. a very gentle roll, you know. Uh, it rolls right, right on down the old. Cheek. What, what else? You said you saw a couple of things. Did you? Uh, else on well, the on the way back, I watched. Uh, <laughs> it's a stupid movie I'd seen before, but um, it's terrible bosses with uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Jason. You need something light. 
Yeah, I needed something light. And it was also a red-eye flight, so I did that thing where I kind of like oh marked time by mm-hmm. what part of the movie I woke up during. Like, I started the movie and then kind of I like realized, oh, I had slept because now it's the final scene of the movie or it's right. like somewhere near the, the, the last act. So I, I can't do those flights and all. Dude, it was tough. I had not done it before. Uh, you can't sleep comfortably on a plane. I don't care what class you're in. You just can't do it. And by the time we got home, it was 5.45 a.m. Atlanta time. And it was with my kid. And we just like beelined into the house and slept for the rest of the day. It was, I, I thought I was doing myself a favor by giving mm. myself a day back. But it wasn't really a day back. No. 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 That's always a bad idea. Uh, I will say no first class virgin air to Australia. You can sleep good. Okay. Got it. It's, it's amazing. Got it. <laughs> they really take care of you. Uh, let me see here. All right. What have I been watching up? Well, see, I've been, I've been watching basketball because uh, my Atlanta Hawks are nice. They're kicking ass. Yeah. Kicking ass. They're advancing through the playoffs, much to everyone's, uh, surprise. I think in the greater NBA fandom, uh, I've been to uh, a game. I'm going to two Eastern conference finals games. I'm heavily invested in all been a Hawks fan since I was 10 years old. So this is a big deal. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of basketball, so not as much TV. Uh, I have been watching Chopped a lot. Do you watch Chopped? I like Chopped. That's the one where you have to like you get the basket, right? With all the you get the basket random stuff. Yeah, you know I love Top Chef, and I used to watch Chopped all the time when I had cable because it was just on the cable guide. But I kind of forgot about it when I switched and cut the cord and went to Hulu TV. But then I remembered. Wait a minute, I fucking love Chopped. Mm-hmm. So I found it, and I've been watching a lot of Chopped. Ruby calls it. Uh, she'll watch occasionally with me. She'll say, Daddy, I want to watch the show with the stressed out people cooking. <laughs> she says that? She does. Stressed and, out? I love it. Uh, stressed out people cooking. And the other day, she was, uh, it was this one woman competing against these two men, and she was rooting for the woman to go home and get chopped. She said, I want her to get chopped. And I said, well, why? And she said, because she's a woman. I said, well, why do you want her to get Whoa. chopped? Because she's a woman. She said, because I don't want her to be stressed anymore. Wow. Yeah. And I went, oh, it all came around. No. That's really sweet. That's really She had sweet. compassion yeah, for yeah, this that's woman. Really stressful. Didn't want to see her on there running around stressed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they so cry. The, you know, the it doesn't happen much now with the travel, but uh, uh, occasionally when I'm out of town, Emily will let Ruby get in bed and watch shows, adult shows, and then I will do the same. And um, she will watch Chop with me and Island Hunters with Emily, and that's sort of her special Aww. treat. That's awesome. And it's fun to hear a five and a half year old say, I want to watch Island Hunters. I don't know what Island Hunters is, Chuck. I, I'm, I'm trying to guess using context clues, but I, I, is it like an exploring type show? No. What, what is Island Hunters? <laughs> it's HGTV. People that can are rich enough to buy a fucking oh, island. Oh, to buy an island. Okay. Right yeah. on. And these are, I mean, well, some of them are decent size. So it's like aspirational television. It's like, yeah, I mean, I it's a be. fun show. I, I, I like the HGTV stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're into houses and real estate and i am uh we've been watching a little bit more marvel i told you emily's going through these movies kind of slowly uh we're on winter soldier now kind of going in order mm-hmm. uh and that's with like skipping the first thor movie i'm trying to curate movies that i think she would enjoy and that first thor movie wasn't that great yeah the first one they were really trying to find what that character was it was enough to get people kind of on board but you're right they did it just got better and better and better got better and better uh and then noel i took your wreck and we finished uh, Hacks in a week. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's lovely, isn't it? It's awesome. Gene Smart it. is so 
fucking good. No, she's I want to see her win awards. This third act in her career is just really cool and inspiring to watch. Uh, the who's the the young actor? What is her name? Oh, I'd never heard of her before. I don't know what she's from, but she's she's Uh, Hannah Einbinder or Einbinder. Yeah, Yeah, I think she was relatively unknown. I believe she was a comedian that they sort of plucked out of the L.A. comedy scene. And uh, it's great. I love uh, who who is it uh, that plays Marcus? Chad Clemens Hopkins is good. Uh, Paul Downs as the agent is good. I love Kiki, uh, her friend played by Poppy Lou. She's so funny. Um, the only thing I don't like, Noel, there are two characters that I don't like, and it makes it actually hard to watch those scenes. The assistant to yes. the agent. Yes. Oh, I just can't do it, Noel. She, it's such a trope of the annoying assistant that's not good at her job, and it's just, she's so annoying. Well, she's the one who's like, uh, I believe she she's her father is like owns the company or something like right that. but she takes it to such an absurd level that it's not even believable in a show that is grounded in reality mm-hmm. and she's so over the top bad at her job it's like come on like no one it's too much it doesn't fit the tone of the show i agree so i have a hard time watching those scenes and then i hate to say it my one of my old favorite actors uh jane adams is on the show as ava's mom and i just don't like what she did with the character she's too neurotic and over the top it just doesn't fit and i don't know i love jane adams but i'm not i don't like those scenes and she's not in a ton of them so it's not that big of a deal right well it, yeah no never mind uh, no spoilers everyone i think everyone would like the show though it's like it it, 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 f- it fills a nice middle ground between uh reality and, and not being too heavy and also having some heart and there's some like you know some some serious things happen on the show but it's yeah, very watchable it's and very funny yeah. like the writing is super super top-notch uh, because it's about a comedian and a comic writer, and I think you you kind of got to nail that stuff. You can tell. I think it's fairly believable. Like whoever writes the stuff, you can tell probably has a is probably comes from the stand up world. Would be my guess. It uh, looks like Gene Smart is favored to win the Emmy for, for Best Comedy Actress. She's great. I love it. Oh, one thing that was funny, Chuck, about this uh, L.A. trip, uh, and you you've mentioned this before from living there, but I I don't think I'd ever been there during this time, maybe, but. The for your consideration uh, 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 campaigns. It's oh, like are they all, up? all of oh, they're everywhere, and it's, it's like all of a sudden you're seeing billboards for shows that yeah. came out like a year ago. Yeah, and I'm like, why? <laughs> and then you see all of them say for your Emmy consideration at the top, and they're just all a over lot town. of money on that shit. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. But isn't it funny that that's what it takes? Because you think about it, I guess these are all just human beings that vote that are mm-hmm. on this, you know, whatever voting board, I guess, and they have to be reminded. <laughs> Of like what yeah. shows to think about, right? It's like the most base advertising, which is, it's like showing the cheeseburger on the board yep. and counting on someone to go, oh man, I haven't had a Big Mac in a while. It's it's counting on someone driving down Sunset, some producer and voter to say, oh yeah, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Gene Smart was good in that. I like that one. Or like, especially shows again that like, I think shows that come out a little closer uh, to Emmy season probably have right. a better chance a lot of times Agreed. because people forget. Yeah, yeah, you got to nudge them a bit, especially, like you said, with the pandemic, like some of this stuff is old. Uh, All right, Noel, well, that's it for this app. And we will close with a prayer. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready. My eyes, my head is bowed. (laughs) Uh, God bless us, everyone, and good day. 
Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.